Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Welcome to BBS Radio All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. Today, before I get started on my interview, I would like to just relax and talk about certain things that has been on my heart, such as the issues that I am most I'm trying to find that word. I am just passionate about. My mission is to empower the youth. And what I mean by empowering, not just stating to have someone and to be a big sister, to be able to give back genuinely from the resources that are offered within my foundation. I help teach and build customer service skills because I believe that behavioral issues and mental issues are two different concerns. Now, even though they have similarities, they are still two different issues. And what better way that any nonprofit that trains and develops and mentors would have the resources within to create jobs, inspiration to help someone journey on through social growth. And I don't know if you heard, I am the author of the new upcoming book that's coming soon, A Journey of a Sapphire. My book will inspire you. You may even have a tear. Most importantly, I had written this book because I do not want to see another Jewel or her family go through the pain that I went through for over 10 years. And yes, I can say at one time in my life, I did feel like the victim. But that is what makes me such a sapphire. I have journeyed on and overcame adversity. And it's so funny because someone had asked me if I can do it all over again, would I journey the same way that I had journeyed before? And in all honesty, without the pain, of course, no one wants the pain. And my answer is yes, I would journey the same way. It was not to receive any recognition at the time. It was a statement 
of keeping my family together, regardless of how it was torn apart. And saving a child's life was the utmost heartfelt thing I have ever done in my life. And I'm very proud of myself. So I'm so excited about my book. It's a true story of everything that I have gone through. However, I am truly blessed and truly loved. And that is the most important thing for me of knowing I was still loved. It's nothing like journeying and feeling alone, ostracized, bamboozled, put in hardships, most importantly, being judged. I am a person that believes in diversity and my foundation will be international. And again, I hope to inspire every girl of all ages. It is important for us to have a voice. It is important for us to be able to present our passions and talents in a positive way. During research, I come to find that there are 85% of girls who we can either help or save. And there is only 15% that we cannot help. And that comes from her being lost to the streets and going through the experience of being on drugs, trafficked, with no direction. My vision is absolutely huge. And it's so funny because I know that no one really understood who I am or my focus and my mission. Only those who has stood by my side from day one, and I am absolutely humbled and grateful of that. So I look forward to help make a difference throughout my community and abroad. And I do appreciate all the leaders for your support and understanding on this journey. So don't forget to purchase my book, A Journey of a Sapphire, coming soon. I'm going to take a break and I will be right back. Greetings, 
welcome to BBS Radio All Row 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My special guest today is Mr. John Mallet. He has personally originated over $1 billion in mortgage loans over the last two decades. He is increasingly known as America's mortgage coach because of his unique ability to demystify the complexity of mortgages and empower clients to discover how buying and owning a home can be a positive, transformative experience. Mr. Mallet is the founder and president of Main Street Mortgage, located in Westlake Village in California. He received his undergraduate degree from Bridgehand Young University and graduate degree MBA from the University of Southern California. Mr. Mallet and his wife Carol are the parents of three beautiful children and they reside in Southern California. At last, I want to say thanks again for giving me this interview chance, Mr. Mallet, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be with you, Pamela. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So tell me, I you are very fascinating, and I also have tons of experience as a notary in the real estate business. Where did you grow up, and what inspired you to become who you are today? Well, that's a wonderful question, actually. I grew up in a little town called San Luis Obispo, California. My, we actually lived in Santa Cruz before that. My father walked out on us basically when I was eight years old, walked out on his family. And uh, he had some other aspirations. And so we, my mother and our, our my three brothers and sisters uh, were left. And we lived uh, two blocks from idyllic uh, from the ocean in Santa Cruz, California. Mm. And it was a it was a wonderful existence. And then uh, when my parents split, uh, we moved to San Luis Obispo so my mother could get her uh, bless her heart so she could finish her education. And uh, from uh, ages eight is when we moved to San Luis Obispo. From ages eight to age fourteen, uh, we moved basically four times, uh, mostly because we were either asked to leave or couldn't make the, the payment, um, or you know, evicted. I mean, there were there were several reasons, but uh, basically, the the fifth and final move was into the projects, uh, government housing, which I'm really grateful for because uh, we needed a place to stay. You know, we we right. had a had, and uh, so I I learned quite a bit growing up in that environment, and I also uh, my mother going back a couple of years when I was 12, she was uh, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And then uh, I became kind of a quasi-caregiver for her. And then at age 18, she, she died from complications of uh, multiple sclerosis. Sorry and uh, yeah, and so during that time period, I, I began to get a really sensitivity for the kind of existence that I really didn't want, but a sensitivity to uh, people that were in that situation, um, you know, to the idea that you, 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 you love them and they're, they were part of my family. And, um, it was just, um, it was just a different way to, that I anticipated from growing up. And I learned so much from that. And one of the things that I learned is, is that I want stability in my life. I want to be able to have a place I can call home. And so to me, homeownership is really a big deal for me. And that's why um, I coined the phrase uh, in my book. It talks about the idea of homeownership is a sacred trust. And, uh, you know, the, the, the studies and the research that my team and I have done points to the idea that this notion of homeownership as the American dream does not connect with a lot of people. It doesn't, it, it really does not connect. Uh, for instance, millennials, I mean, you know, during the subprime crisis, there were over probably 9 million people that lost their homes. Everybody at some point was affected by that. And um, so people have this, this, this um, 
this confusion over what homeownership can really be. And it can be a wonderful thing, but there's a lot of confusion over it because so many people lost their homes. And so that's why I go to the deeper level of saying homeownership is a sacred trust. If you take care of it, it will take care of you. It has so much to offer. There have been uh, studies that have shown that, the, and this is a soft side. I mean, it's, it's the financial side that we can get into in a few minutes. The soft side is amazing. There's 50% chance less of divorce when you own a home. Your, parent, your children do better in school. Um, there's lower teen pregnancies, generally speaking. There's lower incidences of asthma. I mean, it's all of these things that open up for people that uh, can work and make homeownership a reality. And the, and the issue is, is that 33% of people who, own, uh, who rent, most of them can buy and a lot don't know it. Right. And so there's this, there's this disconnect. There's this, there's this information out there that basically says it's confusion. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's just blatant confusion. And yet there's so many people that can have that kind of a, a lifestyle, that kind of a blessing, and they don't know about it. And right. uh, that's why it's the idea of igniting a home buying revolution. You had made the statement that totally resonated with me when you said you help people keep as much money in their pocket and as a little going into the lender's bank, which right. that's what oh, I you like read, mostly. You read the book. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. What is your technique? Or you My don't want technique. to spill the beans? <laughs> Um, you mean how I go about the process of helping people or? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So what we do is, is that we, what we're at, what we're about is, first of all, we start on a deeper level than any other uh, lender or, you know, anybody out there really, because we start at the level of transforming lives through homeownership. Right. Our, our studies show and our, and our people show time and time again with the interviews that we've had with our clients, our, what we call family members, when they go from renting to buying, their, whole, their life is transformed. It's changed. It's different. And they have more stability. You know, they have more direction. Um, and the, it's the stability that, and more confidence. I mean, it just instills so much. And so we go for the deeper level of transforming lives through homeownership. And we teach that. And then once we get that, and once people get it in their mind that, hey, there is a real possibility that I could buy, then we go to the next level. And the next level is called the drive to buy. And the drive to buy is amazing. I've had people, as soon as they get the light in their heads, that, yeah, you know what, I want to buy a home. And there's just a little bit of light that says, I think I can do it. You know, like the little engine that could over the mountain. You know, that right. I used to read to my kids all the time. I think I can. I think I can. All of a sudden, they say, oh, man, you know, I might be able to do this. And it is amazing what happens when they commit to this ideal. I mean, I've had, I've had uh, couples come to me. I tell them what, what they need to do. And they go home. I had one couple. They pulled their trailer onto the backyard of their parents' home. That's where they live for a year. They asked for raises. They increased their income with their work. And one year, they bought a house. And, yeah. and it happens all the time. I see people coming in that sit down and they say, you know, we want to buy a home. We saw a home we liked, in fact. And then, and then Pamela, well, it always comes out of their mouth. Every single time, without fail, it says, I know we can't qualify, but is there a possibility? So true. And, and, you know, and in California, when the prices are pretty high, I had, I had a gal come in to me and say, well, this home cost a million dollars. I want to buy it. And I looked at it, and she didn't have enough money down. She didn't have enough income, I mean, on first look. And I said, you know what? You absolutely, no way do you qualify. And I said, but let's try. <laughs> and so we tried. And within 90 days, she was in the house. And uh, come to find out, she was self-employed, she, uh, she and her husband. And uh, they uh, were able to take and bring their businesses into the home because it had larger garages. And so they, 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 had, they, they uh, canceled all the rent and lease on all the buildings they were in. They mm. brought it home, and all of a sudden, man, it just opened up, and they could buy it. And it happens all the time, Pamela. That's interesting. Very interesting. What has been your favorite selling experience? 
Well, I think when people come in and they say, um, I don't think we can qualify, but is there anything that we can do? And then I take them through that. I take them through that. First of all, I talk about transforming lives. And then I get it in their head that they really ought to try. And then, you know, it's really interesting because when people come to me, they say, well, the reason I can't buy is because we don't have a down payment. And that's when I like to just take a step back and work with them a little bit and say, well, you know, let's look at that a little bit deeper. I mean, if, if, if your life depended on it today, could you come up with $15,000? And they said, well, of course I could. Not, yeah, if my life depended on it, I could. Well, so the down payment's really not the issue then, is it? Because you can come up with a down. It's just how you want to go about doing that. And uh, it's, it's the idea that they can do it. And that is the most rewarding thing on the planet when all of a sudden they're in a rental, they don't feel settled. Um, I had some clients who uh, my, uh, the, the, uh, the husband had a credit score, I think, of 560, which is way too low in most cases. And uh, within eight months, his score was 795. And, um, you know, again, it's seeing the transformation that occurs uh, because with renting, you know, you can't put a hole in the wall because you're not going to get your deposit back. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the destabilization that happens, especially for children. You know, it's interesting that uh, children who grow up in rentals have a 15% less chance of buying a home than uh, children who grow up in homes that are owned. And uh, it's because they grow up in that environment all their life. And it never occurs to them that they really could buy if they wanted to or put their life on a trajectory that they could. So true. I remember back in, what was that, 2008 when the economy had crashed. And yeah. mm-hmm. I tell you, I have I had over 120 lenders that I had serviced. And I had completed so many different modifications and uh I tell you I spent most of my time talking people into staying in their home they were literally packing up leaving because they didn't want to be embarrassed of thinking that they were going to have their home foreclosed Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. anything and no one had taken in consideration that really think about it the government would not want all of these homes to be vacant like that because it'd be right. hard to, you know, sell mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. this one lady really touched my heart. She was by herself and she had a beautiful home here in Oakland Hills, but she had all her stuff packed and she was just going to go stay. I think it was in Tennessee with her sister, but you know, she was very emotional when she just wanted to uh, sell her home. And, um, I, you know, I really talked her into staying. She didn't, oh, nobody even gosh. told her about some of the resources that she had to stay in her home. And really, yeah. come on, the government is not going to send no sheriff to the door and say, you have to get out. That's just too much for them to do. So... Right. She stayed in there, you know, she had um, written me a letter She and sent it to me. And I, and I was really glad to see that things had worked out for her. But I had found myself like being a mentor or an advocate for staying in the home. I was, <laughs> but, good you know, you. And it really made me feel good, too, because, you know, that's important. And people are just not educated when it comes to home buying and understanding that, we do have some leeway, such as like now, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is yeah. good. Yeah. It is interesting when you connect with people who have similar interests as I. I also, I am girl empowerment, and I believe in my focus, mental illness and behavioral problems are two different concerns. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. even though people can argue with that, because they have similarities they are still two different issues Mm -hmm. and I believe that if we are given the resources anyone 
can have the opportunity to move forward into social growth. Can you elaborate how you can also help someone? And I know you have touched bases on this earlier in conversations, but again, because this is the main point of helping someone. So I may ask this again, mm-hmm. pertaining to what are a couple of more options? Well, yes. So, so basically the, um, there's a lot of myths out there and mm-hmm. uh, your question is really hitting the nail on the head actually, because there's myths out there. In fact, there was a survey done, Pamela, that showed that uh, 45% of renters that were surveyed thought that you had to have a 20% down payment to buy your home. And um, the reality is, is you only need 3%. So if someone is looking at a, say, a $300,000 home or a $400,000, let's say it's a $400,000 home, well, right there, they, they got to come up with $80,000. Well, that's a deal breaker. I mean, for me, growing up in the projects, if someone told me, "Hey, to buy this home, you got to come up with eighty grand," that's never going to happen. In right. fact, when I, you know, in fact, I did a uh, seminar for high school seniors in the inner city in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I I taught them how to buy their first home, and uh, most of them had no idea that it was even a possibility until I walked into that classroom. And uh, when you talk about the, the social aspects of it, it, it you're, you're 100% right, is that, is that there is resources out there that most people have no idea that exist. And, and the resource to start with is to say, wait a minute, what do I need to do to buy a home? If that's something I really want to do, which I really encourage, what is it that I need to do? And then go to those resources to do that. And there are there are uh, counseling agencies. There are there's me. You know the interesting thing is is that is that um, uh, the the challenge with first time home buyers is is that they take a little bit more time than normal buyers because they have a lot more questions. Right. And um, and so you've really got to find a lender that's very committed to doing that because I, I will make less money on a first time home buyer than I will a normal client simply because, you know, the, the price is less and, you know, there's, it takes more time and I have to have more team members for it, but it is so rewarding because here you're helping somebody to get in their first home. And so there's all of these, um, um, agencies that, uh, that can also help as well. And, and not only that, but breaking the myths, I mean, People think that you got to have a great credit score, and that's just not true. You know, you can easily get into something with a score of 600, even down as low as 580. Now, a good lender is going to say, well, let's see what we can do to improve that score. And that's the beautiful thing about it is people look at their credit report and they go, well, that's never going to change. But the reality is, is you can change the score by 80 to 100 points within six months to 12 months. So, uh, you know, it's the idea of I don't know what I don't know. And what do I need to do to get to that point? Uh, because there definitely is, though, there are those opportunities. No question right. about it. What is your favorite part of working in the real estate business? Um, I think it's seeing people get into the home that is right for them. You know, um, a good example would be a, a friend of mine. She, she was looking for a larger home. She owned a home already. She was looking for a larger home. And, uh, and, and what I love is the transformative nature of homes. And so she was looking at homes. She walked into this house, saw the kitchen, and says, I want to buy this house. So basically, she bought the kitchen, and they threw in the house. Absolutely. That's what we that's want. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so and she told me, she said, you know, the funny thing is I started cooking more I started spending more time at home in the kitchen. My children came around more. And it was a transformation mm-hmm. from a previous house to this house. And I think that there's this, there's this idea of wanting to be settled. You know, uh, my daughter-in-law, she really wanted to buy a home. And they really were not in a position to buy a home. But they, they were able to make it happen. And it's because she wanted a place that she could be and be stable. 
And I I think that, um, uh, and they're they're, they're a great couple and doing fantastic. And so, you know, it's the transformation process. It's the idea of saying, it's the idea of seeing somebody come in and saying, gee whiz, I don't think I can do this, you know, to actually close in on their home within the next 60 days. Yeah, absolutely. What makes you stand out as a real estate guru? Well, I think the, the, first of all, it's the discipline of having written a book, you know, uh, going through that process. At first I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, but you know, uh, when I finished the draft of the book, uh, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I finished it. It was like 300 pages long. Now it's only like 200 because I, I, I whittled it down quite a bit. And uh, I remember reading it for the first time, and I just thought, you know what? This is the worst mor- book on mortgages I've ever read. I mean, it was just horrible. <laughs> and uh, and so I put it aside, and then I got this notion of transforming lives through home ownership, because that's really what we're doing is we're looking at home ownership at a deeper level. And as soon as I caught that epiphany, then I went back to the book and I started putting in stories of the clients that didn't think they could that would help. And so the book became not only a book about um, about uh, buying your first home, but it was an aspirational book. And it can be used, you know, of course, for, for anything. But what I think what separates us is the research that we do. And what separates us is, is that we work from a deeper perspective on helping people with homeownership. And, you know, it's not just a transaction. It's their life. And... Um, Really, that is where we're where we're stationed. I think that's what makes us different. Uh, you know, the book was part of it, but it, it's what came from that—the uh, whole notion that home ownership is a sacred trust. Absolutely. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Greetings and welcome back to BBS Radio, All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, and I have my special guest, Mr. John Mallett. Yes, Mr. Mallett. Great to be here. <laughs> you have a book available. So, can you tell us about the book, sure. Buy Your First Home Today? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a book that really is about uh, it's stories of my clients who were didn't think that they could buy, and then they found out that they could buy. And uh, I know that when I uh, first uh, wrote the book, I I read it and I just thought, you know, this is the worst book I've ever read on mortgages on getting a home. And uh, then I started to I come up with this idea that home ownership is a sacred trust and the transformative nature of of home ownership. And uh, then I started putting in emotional stories of people who didn't think that they could buy and they could buy. And uh, so it really is um, it's a work of love. It's a work of being able to help people see that they really can do it if they if they want to. And you know it's interesting. Uh, the uh, the average um, net worth of an individual that rents in the United States today is five thousand dollars, and the the median net wealth I should say the median net wealth is five thousand dollars who rents. The median net wealth of a homeowner is two hundred and thirty thousand, so it's a forty six times difference. And it really it it homeownership is so much more of a possibility than most people give it credit for. And that's really what the book addresses. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's that's great. What is your philosophy about building wealth? Well, the number one priority for me is is to stay out of debt as much as possible, except for investments that grow. And uh, the home is one of the few things that I believe that you can go into debt for 
that really pays big dividends. I mean, huge dividends. Not only in most cases does your home appreciate, uh, but more important than the appreciation, everybody gets hung up on the appreciation, but more important than that is the ability at some point to pay off your home. And uh, people, they think about it because the mortgage is so large, it just seems so, you know, like it's not even a possibility. And yet if you just give it time, pretty soon that home is 100% yours. And it may be very later in life when that happens. But really going after that is is just so important. And then while you're doing that is diversify, is to make some investments. And but But your home, nothing can replace that. Once you have a solid space, um, then there's so much more that you can do. And so we, we really teach the, the concept of home ownership as soon as you can responsibly buy and, uh, and then spread your portfolio out from there. Yeah. Tell me about the techniques that would be valuable from reading your book to someone who is new and interested in purchasing a home? Well, I think the first thing is, is that uh, the key is, is to understand that there's a probability that you probably can do it and you don't think that you can. So the number one priority is to be really open-minded that even though it would seem like a very large thing that would be almost impossible to do, chances are pretty good that most people, if they put their mind to it, they can do it. And yeah, I really feel strongly about that. And, and then what goes with that is the saying, okay, what do I need to do to put my ducks in a row so that I can make that happen? Yeah, I really feel education in real estate is very, very important, even when you're purchasing yeah. a home. As I stated earlier, I was a notary for over 20 years. I just had oh retired God. 2018. Wow. <laughs> One of the... Okay. What are the important documents that should be explained to the client that I noticed when I was the notary when signing their um, loan? The arm, the armorization. I Mm -hmm. I could never Mm -hmm. figure out why was that such an issue for the client not to have that particular information ahead of time before a notary is present because you know when we sit down they think that we should know everything and they need to know when they're going to get their money you know because they're going to go on vacation (laughs) it was so funny yeah but that was one of the issues that i seen um from being a notary and i just thank god that you know i believe in always attaining more knowledge and I was good at what I do I am I was good at being a notary public and I was able to I I didn't explain everything like the agent should have but I did make people comfortable enough to move forward and not feel that they were you know getting burned because when you look at that interest Mm -hmm. rate a few years ago you're like okay (laughs) And the bottom line to yeah, pay or the amount of interest way. you're going to pay over the life of the loan, or things like that. You know, you get a little bit queasy. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your coaching. How can someone attain your services? Oh, just give me a call um, or email me. It's uh, johnwmillet.com, and uh, it's just a very simple page that's there, and uh, you just my phone number and all my information is on there. Or you can call me at uh, this number, at the number we're on today is 805-432-2382. And uh, I will, uh, I'd love to talk to your, to your listeners and uh, anything we can do. I mean, that's really what we're here for. Uh, it's, it's definitely can be a reality. And right. um, I think that you're, the thing that your your perspective is so unique, Pamela, because you go for the deeper aspects of of issues in life, and I, I just love that. And I think that Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. And I think that that is where home ownership meets the pavement. I think that that's where there's so many deeper issues that um, that we 
talk about, that we teach, that we educate on, and that that help people to have the drive to buy. Um, because, uh, you know, the universe is, is listening. There's always a vibration out there that I've always believed in. If you put it out there, it's going to vibrate back to you, and, and you'll... It'll, it'll come about. It'll happen. Yeah, so true. Just a suggestion. Where would you suggest would be a great place to purchase property at this time? Well, it really depends on what your income level is. Uh, now, your question is really, really insightful. You know, a couple <laughs> of years ago, a couple of years ago, it would have been, well, I don't know, this area, that area. But now your question is much more insightful. And the reason it is, is that a person can almost live anywhere in the United States and still have a full-time job. That was not the case before the pandemic, right? right. And so now there's this, there's this opening up. There's this, there's this fresh air saying, hey, I almost can live anywhere. Now, sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. But you really want to go to the areas in which you can afford your home. And uh, there might be some areas that I, in fact, we had a gal who bought a home in Arizona because she could afford it, but rented a small room out here in California. Mm-hmm. And so she rented that home and she, you know, continued to work out here in California because she needed to be at the office. That was before um, uh, the pandemic, before COVID. And, um, and so she basically now has a house that's paid, that's free and clear. Most have been paid for by her renters. And uh, she put it on a 15-year fixed, and they, they made her mortgage payments. So now she has a home. And so wow. it really depends on where you want to live and, you know, what your strategy is for that. If you have to live in Southern California, then there's a strategy to buy a home that's going to be a little bit more expensive, take a little bit more of your income. And that's why it's so important uh, where you come in, Pamela, where, what you said your comment was is to get educated, is to really get an idea of where you're at. Because once you understand that, then you can say, okay, I either need to go back to school so I can get a higher paying job, or I need to ask for a raise, or I need to pay off these debts. You'd be amazed at how much people can afford if they don't have any debt. I mean, it is staggering. Yeah, that's true. But we're in California. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, unless you're rich, yeah. you're going to be in debt. Well, you are, especially with a home. Um, yeah. And then with your credit cards and things like that, that's where the, 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 the discipline comes of saying, well, you know, let's take a look at it and let's put ourselves on a budget. And, you know, there's some things that, that I've seen my, my, our family members and clients do that has just been transformational. I mean, really pretty amazing so that they can. And the thing that really, the, the thing that is really interesting about your question is, that when people move into a rental, the challenge is is that they're there and the rents continue to increase. And at some point, they will surpass what you owe on your mortgage every month. And so, um, you know, rents are, you know, death and taxes are the two certain things. But the third thing is, is rents will always rise. Yeah, and that's, that's one true. thing that you can keep from happening. And that's why the that, you know, when you grow up in a rental, you, you have this idea that we're going to be moving and we're never really stable. You know, when you tell a child, don't put a nail in the wall because we got to get our deposit back when we move. Right. Well, well, all of a sudden the child is, you know, doesn't really quite understand that, but they understand that they're not in a, in a, in a permanent environment. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that there is really something to that. And uh, that's where we look at home ownership on a deeper level. To really come back to answer that question. Do you have any part of your job that you prefer not to do? Um, well, I prefer to counsel with people and to uh, do the numbers and to uh, speak in front of groups. Um, I really enjoy that. The, the part that I don't like to do are making calls you know, individual calls, prospecting, you know, I'd much rather have people do that in my organization that, that can do that better than I can. Uh, right. What I really enjoy doing the most is uh, is speaking with uh, Pamela L. Henderson. I mean, you know, speaking with you and and getting the word out that home ownership is is a real possibility, that it, 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 it can be done, and then helping people uh, make that happen. Yes, 
that's powerful. That is powerful. I'm going to touch bases a little bit because, again, I am girl empowerment, and my focus and passion is to inspire girls at risk who are truant, having family problems, Mm -hmm. girls of domestic violence, and transitioning through foster care. And the age group is as young as 12, excuse me, to 22 years old. Uh I am an advocate against violence against women and girls of all ages, child trafficking, abuse, and neglect. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason why I had written my book of being the author of the new upcoming book, A Journey of a Sapphire. My book will make you emotional, laugh, Mm -hmm. and it will inspire you. Reading about the girl who had overcame adversity on her journey towards success. And again, as I always state, I believe that we should be able to present our passions and talents in a positive way without giving up our integrity in order to be successful. And I want to take this time to commend Simone Bowles and her teammates for their bravery who shared their story publicly against Larry Nassar. And I will continue to unapologetically to advocate against our rights as girls amongst those who have continued to bring hardships, sex trafficking and harassment that inflicts pain, diverting our freedom to become prosperous. And I just wanted to put that out there. Mr. Ballard, uh go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that that what you're saying is fantastic in that uh, you might be interested to know that there there are more women buying homes that are single women buying homes more than single men. And yet women make uh, generally less income, but they have more down payment, they have more savings, and uh, many times they have better credit. Well, you and, know, we're uh, better, we're better managers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to speak for us, but we really are better leaders, to be honest with you. Men need yep. us on the yep. side right That's there right. so you can keep it going. You got it. <laughs> and, and, and this idea of you're from 12 to 22 is so empowering yes. because when, when a young, and I've had this experience, I've had uh, a, a 19, 21, 22 year olds, women uh, come speak with me. And they're amazed that they really can buy if they'll take certain steps. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's beautiful to see that happen. It is. It, it, it absolutely is. Mr. Mallet, is there anything else you want people to know about your company? Um, I think that I want people to know that we're here for them. Um, I love your, your message, Pamela. It's a powerful message. Uh, my uh, my my sisters were were sexually abused by my father, and I just think that the work that you're doing is um, is transformational. I think it's it, it's a, a strong foundation uh, to you. help women know that there is a bright future, and uh, I'm just uh, really in deep gratitude to be able to be with you today. It's just wonderful. I thank you so much for sharing that. I needed that. It's, it's, it's always good to receive the feedback that's needed. And I really do appreciate that. And not only do I train and help develop because of, if you take the behavioral habits and you teach someone to to change that into a positive behavioral outcome, it all has to do with customer service skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what better way can not only just teach and develop and train, but offer the jobs through the foundation. So Mm -hmm. that is my vision is to create the jobs because we could train all day long Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they still have to go out there and get the jobs. But why not be able to have those resources and also 
create those jobs within the foundation. And that is my focus. And that's the reason why my vision is so huge and has yeah. really taken me some time. But, you know, I'm God's sapphire, one of his sapphires. So he, that's what he told me to do. And that's what I'm doing. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> so you had already answered that question earlier. I always asked at the end, how can someone contact you if you want to um, state it again? That would be great. Yeah, you bet. It's uh, Just go to uh, johnwmallett.com, mm-hmm. uh, M-A-L-L-E-T-T is my last name, or call me at 805-432-2382, and I'll be glad to take your call and speak with you and and help you in any way that I possibly can. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm going to be calling you myself. Well, good. Mr. Mallet, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I thank you for your support. And as always, listeners, I have reached my destination. And I leave you with this quote of the day. Self-leadership is the practice of understanding and identifying your desires and cautiously guiding yourself towards reaching them. So today, I give thanks to everyone who has been part of my life's journey. And God bless us all as we continue to move forward and fight against this COVID. Do have a blessed day, and I thank you so much. Until next time, cheers. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.